0: Today on The Good Word, we're talking about the majesty of both nature and the God who created it. When ancient peoples, who had no access to weather satellites or finely tuned instruments, or even understood barometric pressure or what clouds exactly were made of, when they looked at the sky, they saw a world they didn't understand. It's little wonder so many myths and pantheons contained explanations for natural phenomena, The terror of thunder and lightning had to have an understandable explanation. Maybe someone was behind events like floods, earthquakes, or tsunamis. Natural phenomena showed the hand of some god as only a great being could bring such untold power. Today we understand a lot more about the causes of these fantastic natural events because of advances in science, but it doesn't make them any less awe-inspiring one single human can do almost nothing in the face of a hurricane or volcano. Just being able to watch, perhaps from a safe distance, it's likely because of the scope of power rather than any direct causation that the Lord uses the language of natural phenomena so often in the scriptures. While God holds the earth in His hands, not every natural event is a manifestation of His wrath or displeasure, as was once believed, but the majesty... And the power remains the same, just as the Lord's power doesn't change and can't be stopped. In Moses chapter 7, the Father explains the inevitability of his plan to his prophet, foretelling the central figure of Jesus Christ in his plan to save his children. The gospel of Jesus Christ is guaranteed as natural as the weather or the rising of the sun. And righteousness will I send down out of heaven. And truth will I send forth out of the earth, to bear testimony of mine only begotten, his resurrection from the dead, yea, and also the resurrection of all men. And righteousness and truth will I cause to sweep the earth as with a flood, to gather out mine elect from the four quarters of the earth unto a place which I shall prepare, an holy city, that my people may gird up their loins and be looking forth for the time of my coming, for there shall be my tabernacle. And it shall be called Zion, a new Jerusalem. When the Lord Jesus Christ introduced His gospel during His mortal ministry, He wasn't teaching something brand new into the world. It had never been expressed or organized in such a way, but the principles and promises of the Lord's gospel had been baked into our world since its very creation. Through the Lord's work and sacrifice, the full power of the gospel was crowned by the atonement of Jesus Christ. This saved all of mankind just as had been promised since the foundation of the earth. Our interactions with the Savior and His Spirit may often feel more like a homecoming than an introduction to something new. As we grow in knowledge in the Lord, His Spirit touches our own, giving us knowledge deeper than just our minds could create. The influence of the power of God within our lives is greater than we can imagine, His influence often only growing noticeable once we've opened ourselves up. The Lord's resurrection, the gathering of His people, is a natural conclusion to the earth's story, giving all His children a home with their entire eternal family. No matter what we choose, the Lord stretches His gospel forth and His hands, reaching out and showing all of us the way back to our Father in Heaven, on the path set and walked for us by the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the good word.